Welcome back. It's another episode of Growth Lab's Weekly GL, where we're tackling today's issues and how they impact your business. This is hosted by me, Dan, and Stephen. We'll give you our raw take on what's important for you and your business. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back. It is another another week. First uh, weekly GL of August. Uh, here with Corey. Uh, your 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 other fearless fearless leader is. Uh, uh, getting some much needed time away. Uh, it's up in New Hampshire. Uh, Dan's up there this week, enjoying the uh, fresh air and water. Yeah, we got an exciting few topics today. Going to switch some stuff up. Yeah, the the you know the, what we are always trying to do here on the weekly GL is give you kind of our raw take on what's important for your business. Um, and uh, had a few things that we wanted to talk about today. So kind of changing up how we're structuring the overall event. So you know we're going to hit on kind of. Information overload, webinar overload, uh, kind of one one theme, uh, looking at uh, kind of how you are engaging employees. And you know, we've talked about employee training, how that's going to change with the virtual environment. What's that going to look like for new hires? Uh, talk a little bit about that. Uh, some stats that we've uh, uh, been looking at ourselves. Some consumer spending stuff. Um, we've had a lot of conversations with um, our peers, network, customers, where yeah. people are spending money. How is that impacting small businesses? Um, and then finally, probably going into some more of, um, you know, playing on that small business. What are the funding options that businesses are dealing with now? How are the, how are they getting through this? Um, what does this mean in the big picture, long-term, short-term? Yeah. Um, uh, so there's a bunch of state programs that are coming out, um, here in New England, you know, Rhode Island has a, a program that launched on Monday, Vermont yep. as well. Um, and so I think we'll see more of those as we keep going. So yeah. Yeah, let's just uh let's just dive in Corey. yeah it's kind of funny because uh first one we want to go into is webinar so welcome to ours <laughs> <laughs> well uh yes yes and no Corey. I, yeah. I think um i feel like we knew from day one yep. um that there would be webinar overload and i know we did not have that exact conversation mm-hmm. but as we were thinking about our own market right because because the, the webinar overload is is like uh, you know we want to stop coronavirus but half the half the information out there is like people are just saying stop coronavirus webinars <laughs> yeah um because uh, what i need is is I- information what i don't have is time right mm-hmm. and so if you want to give me information don't take my time yeah um because i need my time to spend on on saving my business and making sure that i can get through this um and i've heard that multiple times right yeah. um and i'm not trying to like just toot our own horn but i feel like we really knew that early on because what did what did we do we didn't go straight for webinars right yeah we went for, you know, the first thing we put into place was office hours, mm-hmm. just being open and available online yep. access, drop in access. Right. Um, Cause we felt like, you know, planning was back in vogue. People were interested in planning. People wanted to do planning. People had lots of questions about planning, about cash flow, about the PVP. And we did not wait uh, because if it was us, we would not want to wait for everything to like settle out with, yep. with the PVP or anything else uh, before we started to get our hands around it. Right. And so yeah. our, Thing was always just get information out there, answer questions with the best information we had, um, and so we did. We did office hours. We did one focus more on just practical advice, which mm-hmm. turned into our Monday event, the you know weekly jump, jump yep. uh, jumpstart your week with practical advice, um, and then you know the other was just like more of like us like pontificating yeah. um, and giving a, a resource, a place for that to happen, and a place for people to listen and, and vent some of their own thoughts, right? Yeah. Uh, that, it, that's what that's what turned uh, into the, yeah. the weekly GL. Yeah, no, we tried to do that, I think, kind of looking back, right, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think we, we made the right decision because 
you've talked about this before the zoom zombie right it's like yeah. everyone's so used to or so has gotten so overloaded with these webinars and stuff and so our goal was to try and break that up and provide a couple different ways for people to access those resources mm -hmm. to access information because you're absolutely right like not only i think the webinars being just overloaded and, you know let's be honest they're they're a lead gen funnel right so they're they're a sales tool in a way um and so instead of listening there for a half hour just talk the person talking about themselves right i think everyone's going towards that more quick consuming content right give it to me quick give it to me fast mm -hmm. just give me the information and let me go on my day right yeah give me a one pager mm -hmm. you know be, be available it, it comes down to access i think you're right Corey. and and yeah those lead the, the webinars whether they're specifically lead gen like click here for your free download or it's just like, you know, being out there as an expert, like that's what people should be doing. And that's generally what we did was, you know what, we've we've been around this planning thing for for years. We've got a team here. You know what? We're going to be less busy as a team. Our number one goal is to keep everybody here. I'm going to I'm going to redeploy people to support businesses basically for free. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it wasn't just as a lead gentle. It was just, hey, you know, we're going through this. Let's let's share the information out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Zoom zombie is, is, a, is a good is a good term because you you do see, see people turning into Zoom zombies, um, not so much on webinars because that's the one to many. Oftentimes you can't like see everybody else on there, yeah. right? Um, but I think I think that does go into like the like that second uh, topic for the day is, is about employees, employee mm -hmm. engagement, right? How do you get your employees to not be Zoom zombies? Yeah, how, how, one of the things that we did right uh, back in beginning of March, mid-March was- Oh, right yeah. when this was all starting. Yeah, right when it was all starting. And we knew that people were going to be working from home and we were going to be seeing people more over this video. How did we deal with that? We started saying, you know, when you join these videos, if it's an 8 a.m. meeting, I want you showered, I want you dressed, I want you in a button down or in a dress, whatever you, you know, professional attire you are wearing for the day. Like, right, it was, it was, the idea was like, I want your camera on yeah. <laughs> so that I can tell that you're not just rolling out of bed. Right? Yeah, or still in bed. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, yeah, and it was, and it was less about, to your point, like it was less about, hey, that's nice. I like your blue shirt today, Steve, right? Like it wasn't about that. It was more so like Steve, anyone got up, they were ready for the day. It was... It was the new normal. It was getting people engaged. It was getting people yeah, comfortable. people engaged because, you know, you need to make sure that people are prepared for the day, right? Mm -hmm. um, and yes, you know, we, we did push meetings till 8, 8.30, right? Mm -hmm. um, that, that was a little bit of a stretch at times. Um, but the point was, you know, we need you to be ready for the day. Yep. And that means, you know, making sure that you're mentally, physically ready for the day. Mm -hmm. Usually you have that time to get into the office, right? whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, right. an hour to commute to the office, yeah. you have that time, like, you know, let alone getting ready, you know, getting dressed, but you know, you, mentally you've got, you know, you've got the progression of your day. Mm -hmm. And when you're, when you're, when your home office is in your bedroom and you, you know, live with roommates, you basically, your world is your bedroom, right? Uh, and you've got, you've got, you got the third, that's the living room, a third, that's the bedroom, a third is the office. Um, and if that, if that's the case, if you don't get outside of that bubble, you're, 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 you're going to look more like a zoom zombie. Um, you know, I think it's, um, you made a good point, um, that people are com not commuting anymore, right? It's like people are not commuting. They are hopefully not, but rolling out of bed, getting ready for the zoom, right? So getting ready for the first meeting of the day, whenever that is, or they're getting up for work. Um, but there's an interesting statistic I was reading that said that, um, ironically, in terms of engagements, the most difficult thing for people 
was actually 22% reported difficulty unplugging from the workday, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so while we were finding or that we've heard stories of like, you know, a lull during the day, right? That noontime, families around their children um, running an errand because they're at home now, right? They're going to run and grab a soda, whatever it is, right? Mental health, you need to get out of the you office, You need right? to get out of it, right? Usually you might've gotten out of the office for lunch or mm -hmm. to, to grab coffee. Just to a walk or something, yeah. Um, it's good It's good and healthy to take that break, right? Absolutely. But because that breaks, and I think your point is, because that breaks in the middle of the day, whether it's 20 minutes, an hour, mm -hmm. people are working working later. And I think some of the stats also said, you know, employee uh, productivity is up, right? Yeah. And part of the reason productivity is up is you never leave work, right? Yeah. And that was already in process you know, over the last five years as we've all gotten more connected. Everything is on the phone, on the mobile. Um, and so people have not disconnected. Yeah. Um, but even so, we saw productivity increase mm -hmm. at, during coronavirus, in part, I think, because people were at home and, and they, you know, they, they, used, they used family to escape from work. They used work to escape from family, right? Uh -huh. In the evenings, right? And, and they're, yeah. they're always there. Um, but I think, you know, um, I think this is a good topic um, and very applicable to small businesses because it, it does have a real impact on, um, well, all businesses, but in particular, we're trying to talk to the small mid-sized business. Uh -huh. It has a real impact because you need to figure out how to engage your, continue to engage your employees, mm -hmm. um, as well as a topic we've talked about extensively here yeah. is that, tr you know, training new employees. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we brought on our uh, first, uh, you know, production staff post COVID this week. And, you know, for the past two weeks, we've been planning with the team, how, what's the training going to look like? Yep. Here's what it used to look like. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of shadowing, right? Cause mm -hmm. we're, we're talking like very, I'll say straight out of school type of hires, right? Yeah. We need to shape them. And we've, had a lot of success with that in terms of giving people experience and growth. Mm -hmm. um, but what does that growth look like uh, at this point? So I think it's very, very applicable. Um, you know, one uh, one kind of framework that I think would be help it's helpful for business owners and managers to think about is um, this actually came out. I won't call it my own. It came out of the McKinsey report that was giving a bunch of stats, but it also kind of looked a little bit on, on the softer side, right? Um, uh, is is that you know basically. There are kind of three steps here. One, you know, good job. You let your employees work remotely. Um, great. You know, that, that was that was appropriate uh, for their needs, right? Uh, safety and health. Sure. Let people work remotely. Yep. Figure it out. Make it work. Great. Good job. Um, secondly, as we kind of open back up, go into this next phase, like the, the we've got the safety and health. I won't say figured out, but we've addressed that with people's you know mental health as well. Um, but now you need to to make sure that they believe that you are looking out for their, you know, trust, their, for their social well-being and uh, and for their their individual purpose. Like that's where people are feeling, employees are feeling the need for to be engaged. Mm -hmm. if, if you hit on these three things, you know, you're going to you're going to uh, keep the mojo of employee engagement yeah. uh, kind of up there. Um, and I think and the third one was, you know, we are continuing to have changes, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's uh, a, a spike in coronavirus, whether that's kids going back to school, whether that's kids not going back to school, like things are continually going to change and we just need to continue to be um, empathetic yep. uh, to our employees uh, mm -hmm. as as we as we all as a society go through these changes. Um, there's some employers and there's some like instinct to like just say whip it back into shape. Yeah. Here's the, here's the rigid guidelines. Um, that's, I think, in the end, not going to do well for uh, for anyone. New age, yeah. I mean, it's it's what the Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs or something like that, right? right. Sounds like they they hit on a, a couple of them, right? The safety, the security, the the feeling of accomplishment or, or motivation towards a goal or things like that, right? So 
So it makes sense. Yeah. But I even, even saw one article that uh, uh, and CEO is no longer chief executive officer. It's a uh, chief empathy officer. <laughs> and to some degree, that that is that is true. So kind of turning a chapter a bit, I want to kind of move on to some of the other buckets yeah. because I think they're fascinating. I think they kind of are are highly applicable and things that we've been seeing. And it's it's all around consumer spending, right? Um, there's a lot of back and forth. And I think a lot of um, opposing theories, thoughts in this realm, in this topic, you know, everyone from um, say uh, additional assistance programs to provide for people you hear on one side of the equation and on the opposite side of the equation, these don't connect hundred percent, but on the opposite side of the equation, increase in spending, right? Mm -hmm. We've had um, customers on both ends where it's their businesses are struggling mm -hmm. because there's no people buying, right? Um, those often tend to be more retail focused. I mean, let, let's face it, our, our, our U.S. economy mm -hmm. uh, is consumer spending mm -hmm. driven. Yeah, GDP, all about it. And so on the flip side, though, you have certain industries that are actually popping, right? Some of the things that we've heard is like uh, boats, right? Boat sales are actually increasing, right? Some of the best best quarters that we've... Uh, yeah, I had a, a, one customer down in Newport. Um, he's like, I sold out of all my inventory. That never happens. It's boats. So people want to customize, right? But they're like, just give me that boat because it's on the lot. Um, I'll figure out the customization later. But I think what we're finding is that, um, consumer spending habits are changing, mm -hmm. right? To your points, like um, they're probably buying that boat because they are cooped up mm -hmm. and they're going to use that. <laughs> Maybe that's like the escape, like uh, escape from work using family, right? And escape from family using work. Maybe that boat is that but that, escape, that mechanism where you can social escape. distance and still yeah enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, no, it's a, it's a good it's yeah and and we're bringing this back to the small business owner, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you're not a retail business, obviously if you're a retail business, this is hitting you hard, right? Because mm -hmm. like I think there's a uh, statistically, it's expected that you know spending is going to go up in a few categories, mostly around uh, groceries and groceries, yep, not food overall, but groceries and like home supplies, mm -hmm. uh, home entertainment. Um, but overall, uh, every category is going to go up in terms of online spending, right? Yeah. And so if you're a retail business, obviously this is going to hit you, but even, even other businesses, you know, eventually one way, shape or form, we are going to be impacted by, yeah. uh, consumer, consumer spending. Um, and I think, you know, a big part of the conversation here, just in terms of the, the, uh, government spending to mm -hmm. support industries, right? The PPP helps businesses survive that would, would have otherwise just like been yeah. like dead two months ago. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully, you know, those, those companies are investing in, in the future of their business so they can, uh, can mm -hmm. come back. Um, but even the, like the enhanced unemployment, yep. 600 bucks a week that went away last week, right? Like, what are we going to see over the next, like, I, I think by the end of August, like people, like a lot more people are going to be hurting, right? Mm -hmm. And there's, there's people that, that are, there's conversation, but that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Let's let's stop this so that we can figure out where we actually are, mm -hmm. right? As a um, and, and yeah. get people back to work. I think it's a difficult it's difficult because at least on the business aspect of it, like the PPP, the EIDL, right? Um, let's be frank. Did did a lot of those businesses reinvent themselves, mm -hmm. or did they use that money to support themselves to fund you know working capital to get them to this point? Yeah. And so what happens if you cut that umbilical cord now, they're, in, they're probably worse off because now they are just loaded with debt. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the PPP, but the EIDL, right? So if you got a hundred, $150,000 EIDL loan, that's debt. That's not forgivable. 
what happens now if all the, you know, if you cut these, these stimulus programs, these assistance programs, and now you've got maybe, yes, you've got 50% less businesses filing for um, bankruptcy, but those businesses have a lot more debt on the books. Right. Mind you, public debt. Right. It's all yeah, public debt and it's not personally guaranteed. Yeah. Um, and let's face it, we always like turn our nose up at PGs, mm -hmm. uh, and, but the SBA always has a PG, right? Mm -hmm. And these don't, um, which is good in one sense because people yeah. are more willing to take them. Mm -hmm. um, but on the flip side, they're more willing to just say, screw sure. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that can be that could lead to mm -hmm. you know a lot of a lot of challenges down the road. I think yeah. you know. What was our conversation earlier today with the Venture Cafe? It was you know bankers are going to be really busy in three months with yes with special assets, right? Yep. Because there's going to be a lot of loan loans to work out, restructuring um, issues. It's, it's going to be something that we are going to be seeing for a while, I think. Um, so keep, it, keep as we've said all along, um, in order to run your business, um, you need to know, need to look at the future. Look at what your take on what that's going to what that's going to be. So let's take consumer spending. What do you where do you think consumer spending is going to be? Where do you think it's going to be with without six hundred dollars a week in enhanced unemployment mm -hmm. from the feds? What's that going to look like? And then what's that? What impact is that going to have on my business? And what time frame? Um, and then you can tweak your plan again. Feel like you've been every every week you tweak your plan. Every month you should be looking at your plan, looking at risks and opportunities. Um, but you know, bringing this back home to you know what's it. The raw take on what's important for your business is making sure you're keeping a tab on, um, you know, where we are as an economy, where you think we're going to be, and what's your vision of how that comes back to you and affects your business. Make decisions today to invest the EIDL money in, mm -hmm. in infrastructure that's going to get you through what you think is going to happen. Don't count on it. Make the plan. Run with it. The last kind of uh, point we wanted, we wanted to hit on today was kind of like state programs, right? Mm. I was hoping that some of those state programs would actually do what we were just talking about. Yeah. Stop paying for past sins, I'll call it. You know, yep. the PPP money was all survival money, but we need we need thrive money now. We need mm. we need money to help companies invest in the, in the future of their business, and hopefully the EIDL money is being used as that, right? Not just an extension of the PPP, but I was hoping that some of the state programs would look more forward-looking, right? Yeah. By the end of the year, I want I want businesses to be here, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's back to a certain number of headcount or back to a certain whatever the milestones mm -hmm. might be, um, and and use the money to to do that. But that's a lot harder to track, right? Yeah. And so we're seeing more of the state programs um, uh, kind of paying for the stuff that companies needed to get through coronavirus mm -hmm. to to achieve, uh, which is which is good. It's going to help again help businesses. Like you were just saying, mm -hmm. get through that, get through that low point, and hopefully, hopefully, yeah. be able to survive. Yeah, no, it's a difficult. It's difficult. To, and we've talked to many people uh, across various states that are um, dealing with these programs, and we know we've heard firsthand that these are difficult programs to administer. Like how, how to your point, how do you control what they en end up spending that money on? Right. Mm -hmm. You might as well just give out the services themselves that you want the companies to utilize. Right. But that, right. that alone is a whole nother, whole nother conversation, whole nother challenge. Um, but yes, I think, yes. I think at the end of the day, it does come back, come back to planning, right? Don't count on these assistance programs coming forward. Are they beneficial? If you can get some money to reimburse you for some historical things, of course, take advantage of those things, right? If they're at your discrepancy, but, um, still, it comes back to planning, right? Like, don't bury your head in the sand and wait for the next tranche of assistance. Yeah. Make a plan, stick to it, execute on it, measure against it, and kind of adjust the plan as you go. 
um, just a shout out to one of our one of our customers um, did a did a great job of on their own because they just started engaging with us um, on on their own using the PPP money really really smartly right had to completely shut down mm-hmm. um, in the personal care space completely shut down mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't do anything with the PPP money but also didn't do anything with the PPP money didn't bring people back just for the just for the purpose of keeping a giving them a paycheck yeah because she knew she's been around in business long enough, she knew that she would need that money, even if it stayed on the books as a loan, yep. she would need that money to, to re- resurface, right? Mm-hmm. She she did her research. How do you take a personal care business online? Um, how, do, how do you do that? You know, she already you know, had at least had a website, uh, but really did some smart work putting things in, in place so that uh, with those monies, she can she can leverage that to invest in her future and invest in the jobs. They're different jobs, different mm-hmm. people. But there's jobs that are going to be there for the for the local economy here and here in Providence. It's not something that we will avoid. In our conversation this morning is this isn't the only time this is a unique situation being a pandemic, right, and causing uh, economic distress. But it'll happen again. Hopefully, knock on wood, not another pandemic, but economic challenges, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is going to happen. Yeah, maybe industry specific, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we will all have a little bit more empathy for fellow business owners that are in other industries that are or that. You know, yeah. aren't as diversified when 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 it when it hits the fan for yep. them, and we can all say you know we've been there. Cool. Well, thanks, awesome. Corey. Thank you. Great uh, chat. Dan will be back next week, I believe, unless he just decides he's not going to come back. <laughs> but uh, no, this, this is fun. Uh, join us next week and uh, have a great have a great day. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Okay, so that's a wrap. Always love talking shop, Steve. Thanks, Dan. Join us next week. Check us out at growthlabfinancial.com or text weeklygl to 833-759-0277.